Welcome to the Calvary Family Ministry Podcast. Our goal is to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Our hope is to support, encourage, and equip both parents and families with practical words and stories from the Bible, but also people in our community as well. Our hope is also that through this podcast, you would feel more connected, not just to Calvary, but to the God of all creation. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Family Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and on today's podcast, we're going to dig into what it means for parents to be the primary spiritual leader in their child's life. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the group that's joining me today. First up is my co-host, Shannon Hartramf. Hey, Shannon, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Hi, I'm Shannon, and I have been a part of Calvary for about four years. I go to the Quakertown campus, and I'm also, for the last eight months, been on staff with the children's ministry. Um, I am a wife to my husband, Mike, and I am a parent to a almost three-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. They are preschoolers, um, so we're in that still preschool toddler phase, so very exciting and exhausting. <laughs> No doubt about it. I love the three and a half year old, almost three and a half. That's great. <laughs> so, and also joining us are two sets of parents, two couples here. We got Janine and Dan Simrack and Amy and Brian Everett. We're so glad to have them here today. Uh, Janine and Dan, uh, can you share a little bit about you and your family and how long you guys have been at Calvary? We have three boys and uh, we have 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and an 8-year-old. And we've been going to Calvary since January 2019. 2019. Very good, very good. How long have you been married? We've been married 16 years. 16 years and almost one month. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that one month in. That's great. That's great dad knowledge right there. Good job. <laughs> Proving a point here. <laughs> a husband, husband knowledge. That's really great. So, so good. And uh, Amy and Brian Everett are with us here uh, to do, uh, as well. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourselves, what your story is? Sure. Um, we have three kids as well. Um, Ashlyn is our oldest. She's 12. Uh, Hannah is 10 and Bryson is eight. We've been going to Calvary just over a year now. We started in August of 2019. Excellent, excellent. And how long have you guys been married? It is coming up to 14 years 14. in October. Okay, 14 years, I have to think. Yeah, we just, uh, my wife and I just celebrated 14 years in August. And uh, we're a blended family, which is really great. So we have two older boys uh, from my wife's uh, uh, previous marriage. And they're 23 and 25, so we have the young adult phase that we're in and, and working with them and helping them. And then uh, we've got our girls that are in second grade and in sixth grade now. So they're seven and 11. So a uh, pretty big gap between. We're missing the, the teenage phase right now. Uh, but we're rolling into that pretty quick with our pre-teenager. She's already giving us the eye rolls and the, you know, the, uh, you know, those types of responses. So uh, we're right there, on the precipice of that. So good stuff. Hey, thanks for sharing, everybody. And again, thanks so much for joining us here for our podcast here today. So, you know, parents and caregivers, you know, oftentimes, no matter what phase we're in with our kids, we're oftentimes we're looking for simple ways to win. We're looking for ways to win with our kids, to win at home, to win in our marriage, to win at work, 
Uh, but so many times things can just stop us from those simple wins. And a lot of times it's on us as parents or caregivers, right? It's our, it's our schedule. It's our job. It's our attitude. Oftentimes, maybe it could be health issues related financial issues. And I mean, it's 2020. So let's not forget a global pandemic, right? But all in all, we all want to be good parents, right? And it's our goal that we want to help our kids grow. We want them to help them grow spiritually, socially, mentally, emotionally, physically, right? Uh, academically, all those different types of things. We want to help develop those areas so that when they become adults, they're ready to step into that world. But sometimes other things become bigger priorities other than our child's spiritual development. And, you know, I think about what we're going through right now in our, in our pandemic time where back to school at this point with, you know, some of us are virtually learning. Some of us have some sort of hybrid system. And so academics is a really big deal right now. And I know that there are parents that are investing a lot in their child's academics at home and, and trying to take care of their emotional and physical health. And sometimes in those moments, their spiritual health kind of takes a back seat and we forget about that. So we want to just kind of refresh that and, and talk about that here in, in our conversation today, because here at Calvary and our Calvary family, we believe that our parents, you know, as parents, that we have the ability to leverage all of this time and all these opportunities with our kids to really impact their future. Yeah, I mean, it's so true that we focus on our whole child and sometimes the spiritual aspect kind of gets put on that back burner. And, you know, in children's ministry and student ministries as a staff, we, we consider that we have approximately 40 hours per year with your child, but that leaves about 3,000 hours a year for the parents. So while we do have a spiritual influence as the church and their youth group and everything, the parents have this huge influence. And I think sometimes as parents, myself included, we sometimes don't realize that we have such a spiritual influence and that we need to be the leaders of our family and lead our children spiritually and take the lead of our, our church. Yeah. Like we in the church, like Calvary kids right now has like zero hours, zero yeah. hours of influence and impact on a kid's life because we're, we're not meeting in person right now. And so uh, although we've taken a few steps to to try to encourage uh, some of that spiritual development, a lot of that's going on at home, like through KidFest Reimagined and other activities as well. So yeah, absolutely. That that time that parents have at home uh, is just so critical and it's just so much that's, that's happening there. So uh, with that said, uh, let me throw out a, a question here to to our parents and you guys can answer as as you as you feel led. But why do you think it's important to take on this role? We're going to start with the why, right? Why do you think it's important to take on this role of being the primary spiritual leader uh, for your children? I mean, I think there, there's certainly the the traditional Sunday school answer, right? Like, um, you know, because Jesus said that we're supposed to do this, but I think um, understanding why that's important, you know, we've been given these kids, we're to be good stewards with our time with them and to train them up, uh, you know, to love the Lord, to, to really show them what this world's all about. And there's lots of stuff that is fighting for their attention and that is fighting to prove its importance in their lives. And I think it's really crucial for us as parents 
to to ground them and root them right our kids look up to us i don't know why they look up to us sometimes but they do and you know so often kids are just so lost they're just looking for direction and looking for support and they they're listless and so it's so crucial for us to engage them with love and you know give them a foundation and and be the one to to show them not what you know christian culture looks like but what having a true relationship with god looks like and i think that in this day and age particularly with the pandemic going on and the unknowns anything can happen and are we setting our children up to give them hope and to deal with these these things appropriately and to look at these things with an eternal perspective. I think there's so many things out there that cause anxiety, just these crushing anxieties. And we are their greatest influence and we need to be giving them that eternal perspective, training them and teaching them how to be adults in this this world, but giving them hope for what is to come. Absolutely. Uh, Amy, Brian, how about what do you guys think? So like what Dan was saying, God entrusted these kids to us. And it's, I mean, we're blessed to have them. And we are also told to make, go out and make disciples. And we have three living in our home. And that those are our most important ones right now uh, that we are focusing on. We're pouring our lives into them. So that is one aspect of it. And I think the other part of it is we have a responsibility to not pass off our duties to other people and assume that a church, a school, uh, friends, or whomever will take on that responsibility to be the spiritual leader. We can send them to a Christian school, to, to Sunday school, but um, it's, it's our responsibility ultimately. Those things can assist, but I think we need to make sure that we are laying a foundation here. Yeah, and I think I, I kind of think of the, uh, if not us, then who, right? So, you know, we, we did decide to send our kids to public school and coming from kindergarten at a Christian school. And, and it was, I think at that point, like eye-opening to us that like, yeah, okay, this is, you know, we're owning this going forward and to really spend time in, in the word with them and, and giving them proper direction. Yeah. Hey, Brian, I love how you've put that with, you know, we have, you know, we're supposed to be disciple makers and we've got three right here living under our roof. And so I, I thought that that's really great. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Shannon, you have anything uh, to add f- from your perspective? Yeah, we, you know, it's it's hard for for the little guys to totally to understand and to really grasp that spirituality. Um, but at that, you know, as my kids are in preschool, but, you know, laying that foundation, we're trying to do that. But, you know, integrating our spiritual aspect and, and guiding them um, as to what Jesus has called us to do, even from that early age, you know, we're teaching them kindness, but teaching them God's kindness and how to share that and teaching them how to love others and share with others, but we're showing, showing them to share God's love. So um, just building that foundation from an early age, you know, how to be a kind human and, um, but also, how to live like Christ would would want them to live um, 
and it's easier some days than others, but um, definitely building that foundation at home, especially since little guys aren't always out of the home other than maybe Sunday school here and there. Yeah, that's great. Thanks all for sharing about that. Obviously, we're in the midst of, of, a, of a pandemic here with COVID. Jen, you, you referenced this a little bit about the anxiety and things like that, that is kind of gripping our, 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 our nation and our world right now. You know, thinking about yourselves as parents, has that changed your perspective at all? Is that, has that actually helped you, opened your eyes more? Like, how has that impacted you as parents in really leaning into this concept of being the primary spiritual leader in your child's life? I think it's, uh, it's raised the stakes. Everyone's talking about this. And I remember when it first started, you know, everyone's closed and this idea of is your job essential or not? And my son was talking on the phone, my middle son was talking on the phone to his friend and they were talking about, you know, yeah, my dad's job's essential. Yeah, so's mine. And I was like, man, like what a, what a crappy world right? To have to grow up with that, like, in these formative years. And it, it gave us pause. It gave me pause for being very purposeful in this time and how we're interacting. The kids aren't getting away from it, right? We think that, okay, they're not out, but like, it's all over the news. It's all over social media. Their friends are talking about it. They're hearing about stuff. And it's so important for us to engage them in a way that really shows the heart of the faith, you know? So we have an eight-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old. And the eight-year-old, like, he's, he's super strict and rigid with like, okay, these are rules, you gotta put your mask on. So if we're leaving the house for anything, he has his mask on before we've even left the door and he has it on until 15 minutes when we get back. Um, like, that's just the way he thinks. But, you know, the 14-year-old, the he hears us talking. Now the question is like, you know, he's asking bigger questions. And the thing that's really been driving this is our own sensitivity to the spirit and what our faith actually means in this context. Because as the kids get older, they need, they need more depth, right? It, it's not enough just to say, you know, wear a mask. We need to go a little bit further and we need to say, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we complying? Do we believe in it? Do we agree with it? Yes, no, whatever. But like, what does this show about our faith that we're willing to do this? What does this show about our neighbors? What's, what's going on in the world? And how do we as Christians need to respond in this? And in some ways it's been helpful. So much of what's been going on in the United States for so long, it was, hey, if you're American, you would just check off the Christian box. And, and that's not the case anymore. But now it's like, so what does it mean to be a Christian, especially for our kids that grow up in this Christian household and be able to draw these clear lines of like, no, we're, you know, we're going to love our neighbor. And that means that we're going to go out of our way and we might be uncomfortable. And, and we're going to look for ways that we can reach out to our neighbors and, and people that might need something in this time. And we're going to be sensitive to what other people are feeling. And in a lot of ways, it's been very helpful for the faith formation in that context, because now I have, you know, a direct object lesson that I can use. Yeah, I thought that was great what you said about being able to love your neighbor. Um, like COVID has really taught us that um, you could have all the political beliefs you want and all the selfish reasons that you don't want to wear a mask, that you don't want to do to, to be compliant. But then you think like you have neighbors that are scared or could have medical issues or just could be 
concerned and like you can't just push your own thoughts onto them you can you can be compliant and still have your own beliefs and the other thing i think we think about is like our kids take our their cues from us we can tell if like our kids are little mirrors we can tell when they start responding to us in a quick or sharp tone well maybe we've been a little quick with them and they're bouncing it back to us because they've learned that from us so we know all right we need to work on that because we can see it coming back to us <laughs> um so when we see our kids complain about something about like something that we may have said it makes us realize we have a responsibility to train our teach our kids to be good citizens and good neighbors i think also i mean on a on a different note i think that for me i have always loved having my kids close and having that the past several months um, and now we are homeschooling them and they are with us 24 <laughs> seven. You know, it, it's, it's managing our space, managing our time, managing our education, our health and, and our spiritual lives. And at the beginning of the podcast, you had mentioned that when we're together, it sometimes feels like maybe we kind of push the spiritual aspect down to the back burner a little bit. But in my mind, I see it the other way around when we're constantly on the go and when we're separated and, and all over the place, I find that more difficult to, um, to really be the bigger influence and to, you know, to, it's like, I want to gather my little chicks and I want to say, guys, come here. We need to, to reconnect and we need to, to slow down. And so having this year, I, I feel it has been a real blessing to our family, especially having two teenagers who are so impressionable and um, being in the public school system as Amy and Brian also have their kids. It's just, it's hard. And let me tell you, the middle school years, uh, they were, they were really hard for our oldest. He's in high school now, and I'm just really, really grateful that he's doing high school at home. <laughs> How many parents wish that they, like, they say, I just want to put my kids in the bubble when they become teenagers and we get to do that? <laughs> yeah, we, got a, we got a government-issued bubble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we wanted them close, just not this close and for this long. <laughs> You know, thinking about what you were just saying there and, and what kind of thinking about how we respond to COVID. And I, I agree, Janine, about the the busyness too has pressure or puts pressure on us as families. You're running around from, from here and there. Uh, both of my girls are in, in soccer. They play soccer here. And we had Tuesday night, we were supposed to be at two different fields for practice at the same time. And so you're like, okay, well, here we go rush home from school, get homework done, you know, get dinner, whatever we eat for dinner, who knows? It's pretty much just whatever can be set, you know, put in the microwave and then we're rushing out the door. And so, yeah, these things get kind of in our way and, and can prevent us from really leaning in to our kids. And I would say, you know, COVID for me personally, it, it's actually slowed us down as a family because we couldn't go anywhere. 
there was how many months that we had going into the summer where we, we were kind of locked into our house. And so it was actually, that was a nice little bit of a reprieve or a respite from those busy seasons as things were being, you know, canceled. The spring soccer season was canceled for the girls. And so we weren't running around all weekend long, you know, going, you know, trying to get all these different places. And so uh, no doubt, you know, COVID actually has been a little bit of a positive to, to help kind of focus us on uh, that time that we can spend at home. And, and really what parenting is and the, the spiritual training and development of our children is spending time over time, right? It's not a one-all kind of thing. You're not, you know, it's not a, a one-size-fits-all, but it's over time, over the time of your, your child's life. Uh, from the time they're born and, and the ways that you, you know, nurture your baby all the way to when they're 18 and you have those conversations with them about life, about their future, about, you know, adulthood, about and how God is at the center of all of that. The love that you show with your, with your preschoolers and the nurturing that you do just is the same thing with your teenagers, but it comes out differently. There, there, there's different opportunities and and conversations that you can have uh, there at that time. And so I, I cherish all of those times uh, as a parent uh, because you just, A, you don't know when they're going to come up, uh, but B, take advantage and, and time over time helps us lean into that. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to get connected, there are a couple ways you can do that. There's a Facebook group, Calvary Families, which we'd love for you to join, or you can send us an email. Our email address is family at calvary-church.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, they got it bumping. Hey.